computer. Okay. Maybe not quite yet, but. Well, no, I, I can just cut it. But I, I like I like this intro stuff that we always do because it's always, I don't know. We always talk about some funny shit or like we sometimes we just go off on a tangent from. Yeah, there. man. Uh, real quick, just say I'm gonna just say hi to everybody else. Uh, welcome yeah. back to the Where's the Time Gone podcast. We we started up here again with uh, me and Akash. We got What's tired of talking alone on a Zoom call, and uh, I'm just having conversations with my friends and you know, talking about some serious topics that, you know, be hitting us all. Yeah. Especially oh, recently man. and just this year. It's been quite Bruh. the roller coaster since the last episode. Bruh. Fucking. <laughs> we've, we've talked a lot. Like, we've been going yeah. back and forth about a bunch of different stuff. Like, you know, working on projects and... Oh boy. <laughs> and this week has been like the craziest of them all. In terms, like in terms of, like, of like news and nationally. Yeah. This yeah. week has been this week and last week, I think. Wild. Like completely wild. I thought 2020 just keeps showing us what not to underestimate it. <laughs> Bro, I was literally I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, every time we say it can't get any worse. It always does. It gets keep, worse. We just keep jinxing it. <laughs> yep. And I remember when RBG died, and that was another time we were like, it can't get any worse. And then yeah. fucking yesterday, the president's like, I'm lost. I'm not sure if I'd leave. I don't. I don't <laughs> think he realized what he said. I don't. I hope he didn't mean it like that. But like the way he, the way he's. I don't. Said see, it and the way he came out I don't think he received. meant it like that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think in his head. I don't think so. He just says like that. When you listen back to it immediately, but the you... people that listen to him <laughs> will still take it that way, whether he meant it that way or not. Yeah. Like, and I know he like he's gonna question everything and whatever, but ooh, <laughs> I was talking. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, if we're if we're gonna have a civil war, it's gonna, gonna happen year. in the next two years. <laughs> no, nah, it's gonna happen in the next four months. <laughs> <laughs> At least oh, the beginnings man. of it. Ah, uh, we're still young. We got to sit through all of it. I don't even realize how like time flies, and like I'm turning 21 next year. That's just crazy to me to think about. Bro, I'm turning 24. <laughs> like I just don't feel that old. Like when I think when I was little, I thought of 21. I was like, oh, he probably. I'm gonna have my life together at this point. I'm going to have everything figured out. I'll be in college. Bro, I feel like I just turned... Bro, I feel like I just turned 21, like, last year. I feel like I just turned 18 or something. Like, that whole two years was just a blur. Like, Like, all the way up to, like, 21, I was coherent. I had it straight. My mind was registering everything. And then the last two years just flew by. And then 2020 came. And I remember every single moment of this year. Mm. Every single moment. It's just the, that year that when we're 50 years old or when, we're, when we have grandkids, we're going to be like, when I was 20, when I was in my 20s, we had the coronavirus. You don't know anything about that. No, 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 no. I don't think, I don't think <laughs> it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be like, they're going to come home and they're going to be like, grandpa, you know what we learned about today? It's 2020. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like, let me tell you a story. <laughs> come here, I mean, have a seat. It's like, what was it like going through a pandemic with a crazy president? Exactly. And we're just going to be like, well, son, you don't want to know. <laughs> I sat indoors recording videos, talking to myself because I couldn't talk to my friends. <laughs> right? And we're probably going to exaggerate it. Like, if you stepped out of the house, you were shot. Oh, my God. 
We <laughs> combining we, every event that happened. Coughing was literally the worst thing you could do in public. Yeah, it was like you remember when Ebola was a thing and like you coughed in public and everyone kind of looked at you. Yeah, people did like a a quick pause, but yeah, kind of kept going. But now, now if you like you, cough and sneeze in public, like they'll pause. But way. people like, what are you doing here? Exactly. Like a, more of a malicious look. More, it's like not even scared. It's like malicious. It sucks because I like to run in the mornings right now. Uh, yeah. By the way, thank you for that on Monday. <laughs> what? I continued that the rest of the week. It was good. What? Like, wait, wait, waking wait, up early it? and shit. Oh. <laughs> Yo. I, uh, yeah, that worked out on Monday. Me, I didn't get back on it until yesterday. I, I had the alarms going off, but I would vary the time that I actually got out of bed. So sometimes it'd be 6.15, sometimes it'd be 6.30 or 6.40. But yeah. I tried to at least get up in that range of time. So to, clue to, everybody else in, to clue everybody else in, we were talking on Sunday how we were, we were constantly getting up late. We made a pact to get up at 6 a.m. on Monday and to call <laughs> each other and to make sure that we were awake. And we did that. And I woke up and I, I texted Akash uh, and we were both awake. And Akash went and did responsible things and i fell back asleep <laughs> and i woke up two hours being... later and i was like i was already up <laughs> i te- i literally texted him being like are you up and then i went back to bed <laughs> you texted me that before i even actually physically opened my eyes bro like, like i, I took my so phone bad. to turn off my alarm and the first thing i saw was yours like i, I did the what you said having the yeah. the downtime thing yeah but i still had messages up just in case yeah. And because I, I knew you were, you were going to text me. Oh, you know what I actually got myself to do over the last two days? What? I left my phone downstairs. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. you were talking about that. Yeah. Just so that when you go upstairs, you're just focusing on that. Yeah, I've, I've been slowly adding layers to my health and wellness things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like... Just this last Sunday, I traded my PlayStation 4 because I was like, that was, that's huge. spending time that I didn't want to be spending on it. And I was using it to fill a void of talking to people mm-hmm. when I could just call my friends every day. And like, I've actually called someone different every day this week. And I felt great. Like, I've had like 30 minute calls with a few different people. And it's, I almost wish I would have started, I almost wish I would have started sooner, especially now. It's like, it's kind of weird because. I feel like so many, especially our generation, like we're, we kind of tiptoe around calling people or like, oh, people don't mm-hmm. want to talk. But at least for me, unless my friends just hate talking to me and they haven't said anything, every time I've called somebody, they've, they've been like, oh, well, thanks for calling. Like no one's been like, yo, why'd you, why the fuck you call me? <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't gotten off of any call and then one of my friends, not being like, oh, this was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to catch up. Um, not even, and then on top of the fact that, you know, they say it's nice to catch up. For me, it's nice to catch up too. Just being able to talk with people and see how my friends are doing and how we're all coping through a pandemic and dealing with school and dealing with being graduated, but there not being any jobs. <laughs> I've been trying to do that too, just having phone calls with people and having that time just to catch up on stuff and talk about life. Kind of like this. I highly recommend this for anybody listening. Just call people. 
Like, just mm-hmm. call it. doesn't – don't be so worried whether they pick up or not. Like, mm-hmm. for the first couple of times I called people, I was like, is this a bad time to be calling them? Should I just text them first? Should I wait until a time when I think they're going to be more available? And then I realized, like, look, they can't call. If they can't talk, they're not going to pick up the phone. <laughs> they're just not going to do it. Like, or if, and then as soon as you pick up, be like, hey, is this a bad time to talk? Like, I just want to catch up. And if they say, no, this isn't a good time, but we can figure out another time, then just like, all right, cool. Hang up the phone, send them a text, figure out another time. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. We, we chalk it up to a lot. Or at least I definitely chalked it up to a lot when I was starting the habit. And, uh, you know, the more I call people, the more I'm grateful for the fact that I started doing it. Like, 100%. But I still haven't FaceTimed people because FaceTime, like, one person once still don't have the courage to facetime people <laughs> i've only i have this one friend right um where we'll randomly facetime each other just completely out of the blue random time of day it'll be like if we're in the middle of something even i'll still answer and i'll just continue doing what i'm doing while talking to him yeah like one time i called him and he was grocery shopping and he, I, he just took me along with him it was like a day in the life but in real time bro i feel like <laughs> I feel like, like I love that type of vibe, you know. Thing. Like I grew up calling people. Like yeah, I didn't grow up with a phone. We had a landline, and I, <laughs> me getting a landline in my room was a really big deal. <laughs> and we would call for you would call friends if you were home. And up until like late middle school, early high school, that was the only way you had to get in contact with people if you weren't with them. You called them on the landline from the phone that was on the wall. And if you had a wireless phone in your living room that you could walk to a different room, that was a really big deal. This is that three-year gap that we were talking about. Since Julian's three years older, we didn't necessarily... (laughs) I was talking to my sister about how the three-year gap applies to Disney movies. It probably, yeah. Because the three-year gap before us was like... What sparked the conversation, I was like, Moana, this generation's Finding Nemo. Yeah, I I would say that. Well, so, what do you mean by this generation? Like my like her age, like in our age? Like no, no, her, no, 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 no. Like three years like, after you. Oh, okay, okay. So, for like six, I want to say like six years before me, it was Little Mermaid. Yeah. Three years after that, it was it was Lion King was the really big one. For that, yeah. For that like for me, years. for me, that it's still Lion King. Like that's like yeah. I was kind of like the end of that. Yeah, and then our my generation was Finding Nemo and Toy Story two. Mm-hmm. Like those are the big ones. Because I, I remember I grew up with those too. So I guess you it's like a those too, but it, you were like a little more of a child. Yeah, and I was talking to my sister about this. Like we were, we were grown children. Like you understood everything. We were grown ass ten year olds or something like that. <laughs> I don't even know what year those came out. What year was that? I don't know. We right, can look right, it up right, real right. quick. <laughs> Disney movie release Lion King was like what 1999 1994 no this is animated feature films the Lion King was 1994 what the heck yeah that's that's an older one I feel like that came out the two three and four all came out like our shit yeah like Toy Story you mean uh no, 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 no. Lion King, when they, they did oh, yeah, Lion yeah, King, yeah. like two, three, there mm-hmm. was like a two and a half. 
<laughs> Honestly, I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. The Tigger movie was that. a big one for me. I'm I remember the, the sequel though because it was um I think um Scar's daughter was one of the main characters in the movie. Yeah, because all right, so Toy Story two was ninety nine. Really, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was ninety nine. Wow. And then the Buzz Lightyear show came out in the early two thousands. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch was so my generation. I'm not gonna lie. This. Lilo and Stitch was my generation. That was the one that everybody had like memorized. I remember when that came out. That uh, Treasure Planet was a big one. It was like Lilo and Stitch. The Incredibles was 04. That's something that you would be more comfortable yeah, for. That's yeah. Like when, especially because like with Incredibles two coming out recently, well, yeah. relatively recently. That was like a big thing for my generation. When was? I'm saying my generation, but it's still like plus or minus. What was the other one we said? Finding years. Nemo. When was Finding Nemo? Or was that Pixar? Finding Nemo. No, was, I think that, that was DreamWorks. Aladdin 92. We're going to fact check us right now. I don't know my animated. 2003. Movies. Oh, no, no. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. 2003. Yeah. That makes sense. 2003. So, yeah. That was like prime time. You were what, three years old? Yeah. <laughs> I was a whole five. See, five. When is it, once you're like five, the things that come out when you're like five years old. That's when you're consciously aware of what's going on entirely. It's not just watching. Yeah. Little like fish four or five. Like The Incredibles was when you were four, right? Mm-hmm. 2004. I remember The Incredibles a little bit more than Finding Nemo, actually, originally. I just remember the action. Yeah, because The Incredibles came out a whole year then, later. Finding Nemo, we'd always play it. Do you remember in elementary school when it'd be raining during recess? And sometimes you'd go to the gym to watch yep. a movie. Yeah. Finding Nemo was a lot of was the movie a lot of the times. Oh really? Yeah. See, that was back in the day when there was a very <laughs> limited supply yeah. and your and your school only showed the DVDs they had. Yep, exactly. So they'd have 10 DVDs and, and the teachers would be like, them. All right, but like I watched Nemo last time with my class. Yeah. Can I get Tinkerbell this time? <laughs> sometimes they'd let us bring it in, but they had to be like rated PG in particular. And I didn't have any of those DVDs back then. <laughs> well, I had and the your VHS. Parents only had like the, the fucked up shit. No, the VHSs of them. Oh, see, like my school still played VHSs. VHSs and the, the plastic sheets on the projector. Oh, yeah, especially not, for not like math classes. The projector, yeah, but yeah, that was all my classes. <laughs> <laughs> like in history um, class, you went and, like, someone, sometimes they didn't print them out beforehand, so they yeah. had to send you to go get another copy. <laughs> so they would print it out. It'd be like, send you to the the principal's office or the mm-hmm. printer's secretary office you're like hi uh mrs whatever wants a copy of the scantron for today <laughs> could you do you think you could print this and you knew you were your you were your teacher's favorite student whenever you got called for that or oh, like you just God. felt really cool going up right. and like oh you, got, you guys are stuck in class they get to go you're taking a huge trip down memory lane <laughs> <laughs> the only thing like i don't miss is like the the two by two lines in between going place to place or like the floppy disk during computer class. Okay, see, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have yeah, that. Yeah, that was it was, was, was flash generation kind of thing. Like in middle school, part of the school supply list was uh, an eight gig flash drive. We had a we had a big. There was a big like, uh, almost like the library card holders, but it was for floppy disks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but that's just hilarious. I was a savage on Microsoft Publisher back in elementary <laughs> school. And that was like the premier design program. For us, it was just paint. I don't think anyone really ventured into Publisher. 
The publisher is what we use to make the flyers that we put on the walls. Uh, I remember one time we oh, used, um, was that publisher? We had, in sixth grade, we had a kind of like a really, really basic, um, I don't even know, like, to like make architectural drawings and schematics. Like, oh, very, very like basic class thing. like that. And we, I think, we, I want to say we use publisher for that too. That wouldn't be publisher. publisher I, I forget like, the exact, uh, what, it, what would it publisher be Publisher was like you took would it be illustrator? stock photos and made like pamphlets out of them. Oh, uh, okay. Now we, okay. We did that for like the second half of the class, but the first half, we definitely used some sort of program like this, like that, where you just make the schematic. It, would, it was like SolidWorks, but 2D. It was probably uh, an AutoCAD thing. AutoCAD had. Uh, honestly, I just like forget the name of it. I'm thinking AutoCAD Adobe because I use Adobe so much now. But <laughs> yeah, fucking Adobe. Can we mention name brands and stuff like that? Like, is there any? <laughs> no, this is. We just talk. The only thing we can't do is like songs and shit. I think. Okay, and then yeah, we're not That's gonna. Like we're no not showing our screens either. You can't so. play other people's audio. Yeah. It's not like we have a screen share. Oh, I guess we kind of have a screen share. We could. Share we could, but we're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do that some other time. Yeah, when we have the actual rights to the songs and stuff, and um, whatever sounds. Oh man! All right, I actually have a topic that I've been meaning <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, go for it. Because I was thinking about this the other day. Everybody always talks about how the damn emails full, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a newer generation thing. Uh, especially with email marketing, like we're making emails for the brand that we're building and everything. Yeah. I started thinking, have you ever been a part of newsletters that you enjoyed? That I enjoyed. Like, what newsletters have you been a part of that you genuinely like signed up for and wanted to be signed up for? I feel like you might, you're not going to be surprised by this. Um, the one email newsletter that I willingly signed up for, like I almost went out of my way to sign up for, was Gary Vee's email newsletter. Yeah. That <laughs> that's just because I was... That seems very on brand. That's so on brand for me. <laughs> I'm surprised. It would, I would be surprised if I didn't say any, if I said something else. Because I was um, thinking this week, it's like, they're actually very good when there's stuff you want to know yeah. or keep up with. Mm-hmm. But it's so, we get stuck with some, like, I'm going through them right now. I'm like, half of these are, I should unsubscribe Bro, like, from them. so many people don't unsubscribe from things. Like, and so many people grow to hate their email because yeah. they're subscribed to so many. Like, we used to bitch about our school emails mm-hmm. up and down because they we would get so much, so much spam <laughs> just from the school and then alumni notifications and then clubs the 20 clubs that we signed up for freshman year and we only got oh, two dude. of them so oh, we get 18 yeah. emails every week <laughs> that we don't read at all yep. ever and then the things that we were really a part of and then we were like left and then you get emails from random people and then you get the emails from the companies that just got you and then email. you get canvas emails professors uh, the school you. emails your professor emails all the assignment updates oh your assignment uh, five got two. Oh, and then you rated. get all the e billing stuff. Yeah. Every time you have a fucking hold on your account, which for <laughs> me was a lot. <laughs> oh, man. But we get so many emails, and it's like yeah. we could. There's so many good newsletters out there. Like, mm-hmm. I started 
like i for example i'm signed up for this one that's like focus on fashion stuff right and i signed up for it because of the brand we're starting and that one actually has useful information on it i've used to be signed up for the harvard business review one that i actually like genuinely wanted to read the articles mm-hmm. the trello the trello's newsletter has legitimately good information about using trello and since i really? use trello for I a bunch to... of organizations yeah their articles are like genuinely good highly recommend checking out their they're like the blog if you use trello um but there's so many people that it's just there's so many newsletters that we kind of deal with having being signed up for mm-hmm. it's like that it just takes up your mental space just yeah. thinking about them it's like you need to make sure to keep unsubscribing to actually have your email be a positive thing mm-hmm. i think it's so That's- funny whenever you unsubscribe and they send you a confirmation like another email yeah <laughs> bro it's annoying like what do you do to manage your email what i do what what oh, first before we even get to that what does your email inbox look like on a daily basis are you like a have to be at zero type of person or no, you no, no, no. For, 600 unread emails i look at like the first like 10 20 if nothing seems important i just ignore it for the day so do you have like 600 unread emails in one of them yes but that's because a lot of them are probably just stuff that I can literally just hit control all delete. It's not like, I mean, command all command a and delete. It's not like, yeah, it's not like I have, it's like one of my side emails. It's not the main email that I use yeah. for like, especially serious stuff. Like I use this one email that I use for really serious stuff, like banking and investments and stuff like that. Yeah. I checked that one. That's like the priority email. And if, if I don't see anything important on that, like that's the one I actually focus on. And everything else like, is just like, I actually have two spam emails just for like, if I know I'm getting through something where it's like, oh, like if you want to get like a, a free thing, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, trying to get that VIP deal. On yeah, or if you want to get that 10% or off on, on checkout or something like that. And you're trying to save some, like try, trying to save a quick buck. I have emails just, I have like an email just to use for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to even worry about like going back and deleting it. I don't have to waste my time. It's just a junk email. I feel like having multiple emails is like, I got to put more filters on Gmail though. I know you do that a lot. I feel like that's another option. It's like, it's similar to having multiple emails because you can set up the filters in Gmail where it's like plus this and then you can just use that as your email for the extra emails. But instead of it going to the inbox, you just set it to delete it. Mm -hmm. So for example, you could put like a Koshmarana plus spam. And then whenever you sign up for a thing that you never want to see again, you just put the spam thing and you set a filter to if something goes to spam, automatically delete. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of cool. But having multiple emails is like necessary now. Yeah. Because there's so many. I feel like that's the only way you keep track of the things you actually want to see. Mm-hmm. I just like it too because it's like it helps me keep organized mentally. Like, okay, this email is specifically for this type of stuff. This email is specifically for this type of stuff, and then it's just. I feel like I need to get a little bit more organized with my personal email because I have a couple. I have my personal, and then I have my music slash business one, uh, which is the J Remy HDZ, and then I have. I usually, for everything else, I use the specific email for that organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, where's the time gone has its own email. Where's the time gone at gmail.com. Uh, 
it has its own email. So everything that I have to use for where's the time gone, any emails I get, anything that I have to keep up with goes straight to that email. Mm-hmm. Yo, on me, your lately, Spotify, put your, can you put your volume knob up a little bit? My volume knob? Do do better. A little bit. Do 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 do. It also could be me, but yeah, I don't want to hit into the red. I was hitting the red a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think the start also quite. I can fix it. I can fix it in post too. Yeah. We have the recording separate audio, so it'll be good. Yeah. Just throw a compressor on that. Yep. Sound good because you know that's what I went to school for to make (laughs) a vocal track sound good. Need to figure out how to get paid for it. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. Filters, Gmail, look good. Newsletters that actually matter. Mm-hmm. It's important stuff, man. Keeping yep. track of what we need to keep track of, because you know, we're people in technology. Sometimes it's like a it's a newsletter where I don't want to read every single thing. But I know if it's if I read the headline and it's something I want to be interested in, like it's something that I would actually read, I'll I'll go ahead and read it. That's kind of how I feel. I have this email called Morning Brew. It's it's like a relatively popular newsletter. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I read it, sometimes I won't. It just it depends. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a spot for some of the inspirational things. Mm-hmm. Fuck man, a lot of shit, a lot of shit. All right, one more thing. Another question. Mm-hmm. This one has to do with the book that I've been reading. Mm-hmm. So, little context: the books that I've been reading, I'm probably gonna keep spamming you with book questions because I'm constantly reading. So, be prepared for like book questions every week. One of the books I'm reading now, I will teach you to be rich. One of the things that he talks about is how we're not taught how to spend money. Mm-hmm quote-unquote right like we're always taught how to save it's like don't buy expensive jewelry don't buy a 25 dollar sandwich you know don't buy things you don't need save your money put it away just don't use it don't use it don't use it if you don't use it then you'll have money and then you can have money Mm -hmm. and then you can but we're never taught the part was like all right i have money now now what (laughs) what 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 Um, and one of the things he talks about is recognizing the things that you actually want to spend money on. Like, what do you love spending money? Mm. I guess my question is like, what are your, I'm sure I already know one of them. Yeah. And you know, what are like, I'm going to say right now, (laughs) what are like the three things that you like love interestingly that you think it's like when you buy something, like you don't think twice, it's like, this is justified. This is what I want to be spending my money on. Mm. Well, regardless of what it is, I'll actually just justify it in my head. But some things are, of course, easier to justify than others. Um, this summer, it's been a lot of camera stuff that I've been buying. <laughs> and yeah. that's just, it's just something I'm interested in. And I think he talked about in one of the videos that you sent me, like spend a lot on the things you actually care about and then go to the other extreme for the things that you don't care about. Yeah. So for camera stuff, you know, it gets it gets expensive real quick. <laughs> I think for me, it's been very similar, but with music stuff, where it's like, yeah, I want like every quarter I'll have like a a large purchase of music equipment. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's I've started to make the distinction between money that is 
investment type spending. Exactly. Or if I feel like if I'm buying music equipment, I'm getting it because I'm investing in the set. It, that it, I it have. serves like a different. It serves like a higher purpose rather than just pure enjoyment. Yeah. But it's not like I also like enjoy it too at the same time. So it's a win-win. Yeah. And at the same time, especially with like we're getting photography and music equipment, that compounds over time. Exactly. Right. So. Like, I'll talk now, at this point, after going through, like, three years of consistently buying music equipment and trying to develop a setup that I'm comfortable with, I'm at a point now where, like, I'll have conversations with people in a songwriting club or something, and I'll be talking about plugins or the equipment that I'm using that I enjoy, and I'll realize that other people just don't have that. Like, it's just never crossed their mind. They don't have certain plugins like that. They don't have speakers that they can yeah. reliably listen they don't have on. certain lens filters they don't have certain yeah you know, yeah and then it's almost like you know putting in the work compounds over time and that you kind of if you want to actually put in the work over time you need to trust yourself part of it is trusting yourself that you're actually going to put used to it mm-hmm. which i think that's the part where a lot of people can fall into the guilt trap yeah, they'll, they'll get that's what I used to do. Like they're not. that. What do you mean? Like that's what you used to do? Of like guilt tripping myself. Sometimes I would prevent myself from buying things just because I just felt like I wasn't going to use it to its full capabilities or something like that. Like, I would give myself excuses to not follow through with it. But like yeah. that's just like a, a different form of procrastination. From at least that's what happened to me. I feel like, like I, had to, of... I had to just execute and just yeah go with that gut instinct that okay I'm, I want this and I want it for a reason. I'm going to use it. Yeah. It makes me happy. I feel like that's part of it. You know, the having the whole a way of procrastinating. I think the other part is that it's hard to trust yourself mm-hmm. on something. Well, we're, we're kind of conditioned not to trust ourselves or conditioned to see that as not a valuable purchase. Mm-hmm. Conditioned to not trust the fact that we will use it as a valuable purchase um, so we're kind of what's like holding yourself back a little bit yeah you kind of hold yourself back in the fact that you you automatically skip to oh well you know what's what's to say that i'm actually going to put this to use or like i'm not going to get money off of it like for example one of the things that i got a while back one of my larger purchases was getting a dj controller Right. And I got that sophomore year of college or junior year. And I got it and it was like 750 bucks. And I was like, I was worried about it because I was like, ah, like I want these things, but I don't know if I'm going to use it. And I was like, you know what? Just shut up, get it. And then you can worry about how you're going to take care of it. Like you need to trust yourself that you're actually going to use it. You've been putting in work. You've proved to yourself that you want to do this. Just trust yourself. And that was a hard. That was kind of a hard step for me. I feel like it's, I've seen other people do it and I feel like it's easier for me than other people. Like I'm okay with being like, all right, I trust myself. I'm going to use this. I'm just going to put it. I don't care if it's like kind of getting close to the red line right now. I know I'm going to make use out of it. And for the DJ controller, that trust, that was the first thing that like my trust really paid off on because I basically made more than what the DJ controller costed playing gigs with the school throughout the rest of the two years so it paid for itself um just within the time that i was at school that's not even counting the time that i'm planning on using it now or trying to get dj gigs now that things are starting to open back up or whatever Mm -hmm. 
And it's like that, that little step of just like trusting yourself mm-hmm. is a hard one. Yep. It's, it's hard too, because it, it goes along with, it reminds me of something that um, Jordan Peterson said in one of his books. Um, it's treating, um, treating yourself as if like you're someone that you want to take care of. Like if a family member gets sick or if your pet gets sick, you do everything to make sure that they take the medicine on time. They're living yeah. their lifestyle as like best as they can to recover quickly and just to take care of them. But we don't really do that for ourselves as much. Like it's, it's almost hard for us to put ourselves first sometimes. Like as a kid, yeah. honestly, like honestly, as a kid, I was just like, not like I was like self-centered, but it was like, you don't really, you're more in the moment. You don't really have like that, that knowledge that like, oh, like I need to like look after others too. Cause you're just, you're just a kid. People are still looking after you. But like once you get yeah. to that age where in high school, I think it's kind of like when that switch happens where like you start, you know, taking care of more of like a family, yeah. if anyone needs anything, especially once you start earning money, that's when I think is like the major thing. And then yeah. after that point, you just really don't want to spend money on yourself. You just rather spend it on other people. Like for, I rather, I'm more comfortable spending like a few hundred dollars on my mom's like to get a new phone or something like that than for myself. But I know that if I do make that large purchase for myself, it's for a good reason. It's because yeah. I genuinely enjoy it. And because if once I spend that money on myself, like I'm not going to spend that much on anything else. It's going to that. Yeah, and it's like the one thing that you've, like you spent, you, you'll spend money on getting camera equipment, but you're not going to spend $2,000 getting a brand new TV. Exactly. That's like 45 inches big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you don't need it. Like that's yeah. not something that I'm trying to spend money on. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, you know, I spent the exactly money that. to get nice speakers, but my second screen is just like a thirty-five dollar <laughs> Samsung thing. <laughs> like it's just a thirty-five dollar Samsung TV that I got off of Facebook. Exactly. It's like playing both extremes. Like spending money on yeah. the stuff that I want to versus saving on the yeah. stuff that I don't and really the book want to. Talks about it a lot of like conscious spending. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, another one of the things is getting going out with friends yeah mm-hmm. especially now it's like somebody's like oh uh we're going out to eat uh, or we're going out to get coffee like i don't even think twice about paying that three dollars for a coffee mm-hmm. or that you know 15 20 to go sit at a table for eight hours with friends and just have a face-to-face mm-hmm. conversation, exactly, conversation. Yeah. especially now like i sat at a one of the peer restaurants one of the peer restaurants in hoboken and it was me and three of my friends we just sat there for like eight hours just talking and like we had a meal and everything and then (laughs) but just the eight hours was so priceless for me at that point especially because we had gone so long without talking to people that Mm -hmm. you know i i it could have costed 50 bucks and i wouldn't have cared Uh because it's just one of those things for me that it's just okay. Like that's the thing I want to spend money that I want to spend time with my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to ever think twice or have any kind of stress come from the fact that I want to spend time with the people that I want to spend time with in a place that everybody feels comfortable. I've been doing that a little bit more recently too, just especially with time itself. And if there is something people want to do, I, I, I try to say yes rather than say no coming yeah. from high school where i was like i don't want to really hang out with too many people i want to just have my head down and focus on like school and stuff which is 
yeah. long term speaking, not the best idea. So the other thing is like a good 180 of putting more emphasis on actual relationships with people and having that deeper connection. The other thing is like when you're a good student, you're conditioned to be like, no, do your work. Exactly. Yep. Like you need to worry about this, that mm-hmm. hanging out with friends, like that's not important. Yep. Or that comes second. Mm. Um, and there, I, I feel like there were times when I did this to myself where I was like, no, I don't need to be hanging out with people. I have things that I'm doing. Mm. And I didn't value relationships for a while. Right. And then eventually, I think over the last couple of years was really the time where I started valuing relationships to the point where I do now from like the relationships that I have are the most valuable things that I could own possibly like that I could have within my position at all. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you with that, especially when I think after high school and like looking back as that as, as like one big learning experience. Like I don't remember 99% about any schoolwork that I did, but I do remember senior year when I actually decided like, okay, I'm going to make a better effort to say yes to going out occasionally. And it yeah. became almost like a weekly thing. We like every high school goes to Applebee's a lot. Like that's just something we did too. We'd go yeah. bowling on, on nights where we weren't supposed to went to Applebee's right before a potential snow day. And we ended up staying there till like 11, just talking and having a good time. And like, yeah. I still remember that like almost four years later, but I don't remember yeah. like half the schoolwork I did. Yeah. You don't remember the four hour physics assignment that you were doing. Exactly. Trying to get an A on or the, the hardest test you took in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like the best grade you got. Like, yeah. The only things you're going to remember surrounding even closely related to that is when you were talking about it with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's weird how that kind of flip-flops yeah and i feel like that's super super prevalent in suburban towns where it's like the mindset is very much get good grades go to a good school go get a good job and have a good life get a good house yeah white picket fence baby have a nice yard get the lawnmower where you drive it every week two and a half kids and a dog <laughs> Which is which is okay for some people. Like, if you want that, you know, by all means, go for it. Yeah, but and I think the be, other like, part the is that that was that was like one level to it, and I think the other part is people in our generation, especially now that we're we have the means to think so much more global. Yeah, mm-hmm. communication is just so easy. We're now. not on the same page in terms of long term goals, mm. like at all. Yep. Like for me getting a house it's just like a byproduct having a family like that's not on my that's not on my plan yeah Mm -hmm. it's like if that happens great but that's not part of that's not on my list of goals Mm -hmm. like on my bucket list is not buy a nice little like i'm not buying a house like that's just not going to be a thing Mm -hmm. for a long time at least like a conventional house yeah like a English, English countryside, some windows and a pointy roof. Like, no. If anything, I would just own it, but then rent it out. That's like a real estate thing. Like, the thing that I've been talking about a lot is just eventually having a complex and just having it be like a giant 
almost campus. Not like a college campus, but like when you talk about like it's like a creator, campus. like a creator atmosphere. Yeah, where everyone's just grinding on doing the thing, but like also they want that collaborative space. Yeah, for me that'd be so Have cool. I feel like fun too. Like I've been on tour with people. Like I've been on tour where it's like me and 149 other people, and that was all you talked to for three months. <clears> and <throat> you were in close vicinity with other people. You you know, had times where you could go find your own space, but you slept in a gym with everybody else. You didn't sleep in rooms. And for me, I was always, at least in a way, kind of codependent where I craved being around people. And for me, that was like the best. Yeah. Right. I love being around people, but I think it's also important to recognize it's just not just being around any people, being around people that you want to surround yourself with, that are chasing similar goals, that are, you know, working as hard as something that you want to, which I think is the beautiful part about clubs and organizations and stuff. It's an easy way to find people that are also interested in the thing. Mm. Businesses too. It's like finding a way of organizing a group of people that are going towards a similar goal. That's all the business is. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, all right, I kind of want it to be a little bit more purposeful than just show up to an office because i feel like that's kind of dead now like the whole point of like just showing up to the office, like you could do a zoom call <laughs> yeah like the whole work from home thing kind of destroyed that whole mentality yeah. like you could do whatever you want from home and i You're think we're fine being in an office building and i think we're getting into that realm where it's like you know you don't need to be a like you don't need to go to a space where it's all of the people that are in your company that you don't necessarily enjoy being around right it's it's a good thing to learn how to be around people you don't really want to be around but being in a space where you're comfortable is also nice being in a space that's like heartwarming and has some nice plants and you get a nice cup of coffee mm-hmm. you know it like working in coffee shops was kind of like a was starting to gain popularity and I think now it's going to get a lot more popular and like working in common spaces with other people that you know maybe you and your friend also have two remote jobs and maybe instead of just working in your homes you go to a similar table at some place and you just work together on different things Mm -hmm. right I think even that is going to start to be more common of just like general spaces kind of like Honestly, coffee shops can just morph into that. They're already basically that, but they could just make it artificial and have actual good facilities in their I buildings. think some, there are some places that are, you know, recognize that that's one of the highest values mm-hmm. to the community is being a place where people can come work. Like my sister's right now is at Panera Bread studying and just like working with her friends. Yeah. <laughs> like That's just the thing exactly. that more and more now is just commonplace yeah barnes and noble is smart they did they, like you know some places have the starbucks attached to it yeah that's like perfect like, you yeah. just you go in there study you have all the books around you that you might need you can just get it from the shelf put it back it's almost like a library in that sense if you only need it They've for a day doing it for forever you get it you get it you get it, you get it um it's funny because they probably didn't even realize like that was happening until especially more recently yeah but, but that's like props to them for <laughs> Always having that anyways. Keeping the customers in mind. Yeah, man. It's a lot of good stuff. You know, I think Corona just... We, I kind of mentioned this a little bit the other day. It's like Corona just 
jump-started a lot of the change that was already starting to happen. Yep. A lot of the motion towards uh, remote learning and a remote, pretty yeah. remote learning, remote Rip working, snow days. remote That's that. relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's all of these things that would stop things, and now it just people are realizing it doesn't have to. Mm. Uh, which will maybe have its downsides in the future. But at this point, it's like, you don't have to, it's showing people you don't have to be tied down to things. Mm. And I think a lot of students are showing, I'm hoping a lot of students kind of start seeing that too. Uh, you know. What do you mean like being tied down getting... like to, to classes or to being on campus and stuff like that or that but mostly it's like when you graduate mm-hmm. yeah. now that this is a possible are you gonna like you don't have to be tied down by a lot of things like the mm. options that are going to be available maybe not this year obviously because there's no jobs yeah but like next year or even the year after that rem- going into remote jobs and having remote jobs as a benefit will be more common because I, especially for younger people, I feel like that's incredibly valuable. Yeah. Like that, that's what I'm doing right now, right? It's just, it's nice that I don't have to worry about driving somewhere. I could do what would, what I'm doing now in the morning. Of just driving, working out, working you out can and like go wherever you in. want. Like you can travel if you want. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that like a lot more, a lot of people like to say, like when you're younger, that's when you're supposed to explore and do all of this. Yeah. And now not being tied down to a stationary job is probably going to be one of the craziest opportunities to be able to do that. I think that's going to be a huge benefit that people are going to start looking for. Mm. Especially now that it's like, well, you can do it. And it's kind of, it's standard now. So it being a lot more common as people graduate and go to look for more jobs and just literally looking for more remote jobs and being like no i want to go i want to go to take a tour of europe while still working right and that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about not getting tied down not having to buy a house because all of a sudden you don't have to be co-located so instead of being stuck in new jersey driving into new york city every day maybe you're taking a tour of europe just driving around Every day you're in a di- every other month you're in a different place or you go stay in Spain for three months and you're mm-hmm. still working your job remotely that is based in New York City. I see that being a, a, a trend in the, in the coming years, especially once yeah. pe- people realize how practical it is. And people have already started, like I just saw an Instagram page the other day that was remote worker retreats. Mm-hmm. So people literally organizing houses made for remote workers to come stay with other remote workers. <laughs> Amazing. for a week or so yeah so they they go stay in some nice ass house in the in a nice climate with 19 other remote workers and they all just co-locate work together and just have a good time because like after they're done with work there's just that that yeah. time's up for them just to connect with each other and they get to explore they get to meet a whole bunch more people yeah i love that I wish I did that now because <laughs> like I'm in that boat of just being at home. You I mean, probably in, could. That's the, in the thing. afternoons. I definitely just try to make the most of it and, you know, like go to Hoboken sometimes or, you know, call people. That's the thing. Like somebody like you, you 
could do that right now. Yeah. Like get in your car and just peace out. Yeah. I mean, like just buy a plane ticket somewhere else and grab an Airbnb or Mm -hmm. maybe not a plane ticket right now, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Not right now. But it's like (laughs) with a, even with a remote co-op, it's like, it's, it can serve as a free pass to do whatever for three months. It's not, you're tied down to showing up to a building Mm -hmm. every day for three months. Yep. It's a, it, could potentially be a completely new thing mm. and i think it's going to be a period of time where people really let that sink in people are going to be so scared or so used to staying in the same spot that it doesn't even occur to them that they can just peace out now that they have a co-op and it's remote they could mm. maybe they want to go visit california and see what it's like over there like they yep. can just do that you don't have to be well, like a like international business student to travel from yeah. here from while here having money and like just get an online checking account set up direct deposit it's coming exactly. to you every yeah. day you don't have to worry about it. the mail coming in yeah you don't have to worry about it it's all set up mm-hmm. that i think could be a really cool thing i think that coupled with the new trend of kind of outsourcing education because there's mm-hmm. a really big trend on you know, online courses and people freelancing or uh, creating skills outside of just universities and then bringing that to employers. Mm-hmm. And I think as that, as that becomes more and more trusted, I think that's going to be a really, really big step in how education works and how people live their lives, especially, you know, younger, like 20s. Yeah late teens i think college that, is going to be looked at completely differently in the coming years of yeah like what people want to do how re- how realistic is it to actually go to college do you like i'm actually you hoping that, that the alone? conventional definition of college like disappears in the next mm-hmm. five years i think we'll stay years. for for stuff of like being a doctor or a lawyer but besides like those types no, of like the part that i want to disappear is like the bloated tuitions for an institution that's just super high on Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. loads of debt and the Mm -hmm. having to be co-located and the requirement, a lot of the requirements that you know on paper might look good, but you can learn on the job faster. Mm -hmm. The you hear from a lot of people, and there's been a lot of studies that I've seen where it's employers are looking for the experience and the application of things, Mm -hmm. not necessarily just learning from a textbook. Yeah. Not just an A on the report card. Yeah. They want the actual real-world experience where you're applying it rather than just... Yeah, and more and more companies are like, nah, you don't need a college degree. Mm-hmm. Just show us you know what you're doing. I wonder if like the K-12 system is becoming more like applying what you know rather than just memorizing part that I, history facts. I um, hate that part. Yeah. I mean, like, I was I'm, good at it. I'm a huge proponent purposes, of... <laughs> I'm a huge... Right now, in my un- uneducated 20-year-old, 23-year-old self, I'm a proponent of, you know, not necessarily homeschooling, but not the traditional education. Like, if you can homeschool and do it right, great. There are plenty of people that get homeschooled, and they come out better adjusted than many people who went to public school or even private schools, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of change in the next 10 years. It's going to yeah. be crazy to see what, what this, it looks this like. This decade definitely started off with 
you know, really interesting. Big bang. It set, it set off a weird tone for the rest of the decade. Like no one really saw it coming until the first week started. Yeah, the tone was like, you, you are not ready. You're not it's, ready. It's crazy because like the more you say that, the more, it sh- the more this year shows to prove that it's like, you better watch. Like, oh, you think you're ready? You think you can handle this? Nah. <laughs> Like no no amount of preparation could have prepared us for this year, honestly. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. Man, it's, it's been good getting to sit down, yeah. talk on the podcast again. I guess we can start wrapping up. It's been like an hour. Really? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I think like we literally just, just started. <laughs> I just like looked up and it was like 7.29. And I was like, we've been on since... You not. It feels like we've only been on for maybe 20, 30 minutes max. <laughs> right? I thought you were going to ask another fa- question just now. I was like, no, that's how on. fast these things go. <laughs> now I see about, why I other missed... podcasts go on for like two, three hours without even realizing. That's why they go on for two or three hours because yeah. it's so easy to just talk. And especially once you get once we get going, it's like so easy to have a three hour conversation of like, what the what's the next 10 years gonna look like or right <laughs> you know how do you handle money it's like we we hit on some topics and i think some of the topics i think like money stuff like money stuff will probably come up again in another podcast because we could talk about that for a whole two hours of just mm-hmm. by and itself. we only talked about a very niche spot of my, about money. yeah like we were we, all, talk- we literally <laughs> only talked about how we justify spending money yeah like that's just a really small idea yeah we didn't talk about <laughs> any type of handling money which is a whole another topic which is a whole thing right that i'm not qualified to talk on but a, yeah me know, so many of us our age just know absolutely nothing about mm-hmm. i hope we can have people on here that are a little bit more qualified yeah. to talk about that i think, I think we cool. both know people that are a lot more yeah and i think that'd be cool to have people on here like credible that. i'm looking forward to this new phase of where's the time gone yeah <laughs> wttg pulling some clips put it on the uh the socials mm-hmm. follow us on instagram where's the time gone it's gonna be cool all right well thanks for everybody for checking in on the new episode and uh we'll see you next week catch you later Peace. all right that-